Welcome to this edition of the Head to Head Podcast. I'm your host, Cam McKinney. This is episode number 89 of the podcast. And in this edition of the podcast, I want to talk about the star of the Boston Celtics, Jason Tatum, who in his third year in the NBA is finally living up to the hype that we all thought Jason Tatum could become an NBA star. And he is certainly doing that in his third season in the NBA so far. This year, Tatum is averaging 22 points. Nine points per game, seven rebounds per game, and shooting 38% from free. And I think the biggest question for Tatum coming into this year was, was he going to be aggressive? Because last year, through all the struggles of Jalen Brown, Kyrie Irving, Gordon Hayward, them getting all the shots, and him kind of taking a backseat last year, this year, Jason Tatum is taking six more shots this year. We're going to look at any stat this year. It's not the points per game. It's not that his shooting is up. It is that he is being aggressive. That was the biggest question coming out of year two. By all intensive purposes, he just sort of watched Kyrie Irving and the Celtics go down. He really didn't take control. I think this year, Jason Tatum is taking control of this team and making it his team, something he wasn't willing to do last season. I haven't really heard anyone bring this up, but it could be possible that last year was the best thing ever to happen to Jason Tatum's career. Call it a sophomore slump if you want, but I think the Celtics not making out of the second round of the playoffs and Kyrie Irving leaving and all the struggles of last year's Celtics team has definitely motivated Jason Tatum to become the superstar player he's becoming right in front of our very own eyes. Of February in particular, he has just taken over, averaging 30 points per game. The first year of Tatum was a pleasant surprise. He was a formidable player right out of the gate. They went to the Eastern Conference Finals where him and Jalen Brown were really the main reason the Celtics were able to get that far. Then in year two, the Celtics were the biggest disappointment in the NBA. And this offseason, Kyrie Irving leaves, Al Horford leaves, Terry Rozier leaves, Marcus Morris leaves, and you're left with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And I think understandably, a lot of people question whether or not those two were going to be enough for the Celtics to be a top tier Eastern Conference team because I don't think adding Kemba Walker was enough for Celtics fans to be reassured that the Celtics were going to be on the right track. I think we all went into the season thinking if Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown do not take the next steps, the Celtics do not have the necessary players and star power to get back to an Eastern Conference Finals appearance or even get out of the first round. I think there were serious amounts of Celtics fans that were willing to give up on Jason Tatum. And I just think that's silly given that he's still 21 years old. And last year was complicated for Jason Tatum. I don't think it was all his fault. I think he was trying to take a backseat to the egos that were in the room. Marcus Morris was calling out the team. Al Horford was there for the leadership role or lack thereof. And Kyrie Irving was doing Kyrie Irving type things in the media. I think it was a weird situation for a 20-year-old player to be in. To mention the fact that they started the year with Gordon Hayes. Hayward starting, and that just complicated things because him, Jason Tatum, and Jalen Brown, and Gordon Hayward all basically play the exact same position, which is still really awkward, but this year, they have really figured that out with Hayward averaging 17 points a game, Jalen Brown averaging 20, and Jason Tatum having his breakout season. These three players have learned how to play together. I think people forget that in most cases, on most NBA teams, if they're two young players, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, lead 
lead them to an NBA Eastern Conference Finals, those two players would be the marquee names for that team the very next season. That next year, Gordon Hayward comes back, Jalen Brown goes to the bench. Kyrie Irving comes back, it's not Jason Tatum's team. Maybe the lesson should have been learned that last year should have been Jason Tatum's team from the get-go. I don't think it's necessarily Jason Tatum's fault. I think maybe the Celtics couldn't see the potential in year two that it should have been Jalen Jason Tatum's team from the very beginning. And I think it might be best for both of those players in particular to have gone through a season like that. I mean, remember that offseason when Jalen Brown was saying he was going to win six NBA championships? Like, he took the winning way too far. I think Tatum and Brown were way too cocky about going to the Eastern Conference Finals especially because it was Tatum's first year. I think winning that early on in that kind of big stage can be very bad for a young player like that. I think there's an advantage that Jason Tatum is 21 years old and has already gone through one of the most difficult situations to go through in the NBA when a star player is unhappy in a situation. He had to deal with Kyrie Irving being unhappy with the Boston Celtics last season. I think a lot of players go through that, like LeBron did that with the Lakers last year. All those young players that dealt with that are gone, and they are also kind of thriving. Brandon Ingram has thrived in his new place with the New Orleans Pelicans. You, If you can deal with that situation and make it out on the other side as a productive player, D'Angelo Russell had to deal with it with the Lakers and Kobe Bryant, that situation with Byron Scott. I mean, you can make it through that situation and it can actually propel your NBA career because I think at some point in the NBA, you are going to be a player who has to deal with another star player who is not happy to be on your team. And I think the fact that Jason Tatum went through that at 21 years old has actually been beneficial for him in his third season, which has become his breakout moment. Because of what happened last year, he is not taking a backseat. He is going to head-to-head with LeBron James, scoring a career-high 41 points. He has two 35-point games against Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and the LA Clippers. He is bringing it night in and night out, no matter who the opponent is. Uh, Like the last two games that I've seen them play against the Trailblazers and Jazz, no matter who the opponent is he's going up against them and scoring 30 points no matter what he knows it's his team there's no longer chatter of whose team the Boston Celtics is the fact that they have a player it is his team is unquestionably his team is the best thing that can happen for the Boston Celtics this year and moving forward even if they get bounced in the first round or the second round of the Eastern Conference moving forward knowing that the next five to ten years they will likely have Jason Tatum be their franchise player is the absolute best thing to happen to the Boston Celtics this year in the last few seasons. Because these last few years, that has really been the question for the Celtics. It was like Isaiah Thomas, you traded for him. He was your sixth man. Then he became your franchise player. Then you traded him for Kyrie Irving, who you thought would be your superstar franchise player. Now you've drafted Jason Tatum in his third season. He is having his breakout year. It was time for him to be your franchise 
franchise player. The Celtics have what they have needed to compete for a championship all day long. A franchise player who I believe is going to be consistent when it matters most. If you look up the stats, there was another Celtic great who had his breakout season in his third season in the NBA. Paul Pierce made that leap to franchise player in his third season in the NBA. It was the first season he averaged over 20 points per game. And Jason Tatum, like Paul Pierce in his third season in the NBA, is the Celtics franchise player averaging 20 points per game. That's what everyone thought Jason Tatum was going to be after his first season with the Boston Celtics. A franchise type player in the same vein as Paul Pierce. I'm not saying Jason Tatum is going to be as good as Paul Pierce. I think there could be a chance he could be or even better than Paul Pierce but I'm not saying that's exactly going to happen but I think he's now on pace to be that franchise type player. I think way too many people lost faith in Tatum after last season. I mean so far this year he's been a master of the mid-range He's improved his three-point shooting, 38%. He Again, he's not a 50% shooter overall, but I think he's learned that his length is a weapon that he can shoot over taller defenders. He is the ideal player to have on the court at all times. He's not a liability when it comes to free throws. He's not a liability on defense. I mean, he's a, he's a willing defender. And the biggest thing this year is he is willing to take the challenge to go at guys like LeBron James and Kawhi Leonard and have big games. And I think if the Celtics are going to have any success in the playoffs, they need Jason Tatum to do that same thing against the Joel Embiid's, the Giannis Antetokounmpo's, even Pascal Siakam's. They need a guy to take charge and take that challenge to go head-to-head against the other great players in the Eastern Conference. And it seems like Jason Tatum is up for that task. What I like most about the season that Jason Tatum is having is he is being aggressive no matter who is on the court. If Kemba Walker's playing, he's still going to try to take over the game. He's not worrying about Gordon Hayward. He's not worrying about Jalen Brown. He is just trying to be one of the best scoring options the Celtics have on the court. He is being consistent, something he wasn't doing very well last year, if we're being honest. I think Jason Tatum had moments last year, but this year he is having a full season. He is being a consistent star NBA player. People have been using that term superstar. Whether or not you believe right now Jason Tatum is a superstar, there is no question that at 21 years old, Jason Tatum has a chance to be a perennial top five player in the NBA. Up there with the Giannis Antetokounmpo's, the LeBron James, the Kawhi Leonard's, he has a chance to be in that discussion. No doubt about it. Like for instance, he's having some of those games where like he starts off slow and then all of a sudden you're like Jason Tatum is taking over that game that is what a superstar is whether or not you've got it that night at some point the superstar in you is going to come out he's been having games like that like the Portland game felt like that where it's like okay Jason Tatum's not really here and then all of a sudden he ends the game with 30 points you're like wow he showed up to play at some point the star player in you comes out whether it's the beginning of the game or the end of the game that's what I've seen from Jason Tatum that 
this year that I've seen other superstar players. I mean, the rarity is that Lakers game where he brought it the entire game, but the real struggle is bringing it night in and night out, and there are halves where Jason Tatum doesn't have it, but at some point in that game, you're like, there's Jason Tatum, he's a star player. To me, that's what a superstar in the NBA is. It's not scoring 40 points, it's not bringing it every night, it's at some point in the game, even if you're having an off night, you take over and remind us all that you are indeed a star player, and that's what I think Jason Tatum is doing this season. He's had a great month, he's had a really good season, he's made his first all-star game, but we all know the real test is going to be for Jason Tatum is the NBA playoff. And for him to make that jump to top five player in the NBA, he's going to have to do something that Kyrie Irving didn't do, that Isaiah Thomas didn't do. Lead the Celtics to their first NBA Finals appearance since 2010. I don't know the likelihood of that happening this season with the Milwaukee Bucks on pace to win 70 games and Yantis Antetokounmpo is playing out of his mind. Like if Jason Tatum can go past Giannis to make it to the NBA Finals, then I think we would have to announce him as a top five player in the NBA. But again, I don't think there's a likelihood of that happening. But in the coming years, if he can get the Celtics back to the NBA Finals and continue to play at the level he's playing at, that there's no question that Jason Tatum should be in the discussion of top five player in the NBA moving forward. At the very least, the Celtics now have a direction, something they didn't have at the beginning of the season. They hoped that Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown would turn it around and they would be back to being a relevant Eastern Conference team, which they have become. Now they lock down Jalen Brown with a contract extension. You have Jason Tatum as your franchise player. Yes, there are questions about Gordon Hayward's future with the team and all that. You have Kemba Walker. You have a nice nucleus. Yes, you could improve your bench players. You could have better role players, but you now have consistent players who you hope year after year are going to continue to grow and be all-star to superstar basketball players. That's why the NBA is such a unique sport that this one guy's growth as a basketball player can change the landscapes of a team. All offseason, we were dreading the departure of Kyrie Irving. We were dreading the departure of Al Horford, Terry Rozier, even Marcus Morris. We were kind of upset about that. We were mad that this team didn't live up to the hype, that they weren't one of the best basketball teams we've ever seen and now we almost forget all of that because a 21 year old is on the rise right before our very eyes and it's entertaining than anything we've seen over the last two seasons the growth of Jason Tatum like the rise of a young star is better than anything else basketball has to offer. So many people were off the Celtics bandwagon. It's done for Brad Stevens. They're never going to be a contending team. And then all of a sudden, Jason Tatum starts to live up to the hype, which by the way, I think he was always going to do. He is 21 years old. If the Celtics were bad, all this season would be about how Kyrie Irving left the Celtics, how Al Horford left the Celtics. But no, it's been about Kemba Walker joining the Celtics, Jason Tatum's growth as a star player. That has kind of gotten us to forget the pain of last season. And let's not forget, last season was painful. I had expectations of how last season was going to go. They didn't go the way I wanted to go. Kyrie Irving was a favorite basketball player of mine. He left. 
left. I was mad about it. I did not think this season was going to go as well as it's going. And the biggest reason it's going that way is because of the development of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown also. They are living up to the expectations of being the third pick in the NBA draft because they're really doing what they should have done after going to the Eastern Conference Finals. They are making it their teams. It is definitively Jason Tatum's basketball team. It's also great to see that while Tatum flourishes, his teammates are not taking a step back. They're not just watching him score. Like each of the three of the last five games, all five starters have scored in double digits. Like even the Daniel Tices and the Ennis Candles of the world are still scoring the basketball. Jalen Brown is still scoring. Gordon Hayward is still scoring. They are not taking a back seat to Jason Tatum like some NBA teams do. They take a back seat to their star player. Jason Tatum is becoming a star player and the Celtics need that, but he's also letting the other players on his team flourishing. Jason Tatum is also being a good teammate while becoming a great NBA scorer, which I think is an incredibly hard thing to do. Listen, he could definitely improve on his passing, but he is letting other teammates take over the basketball game when he doesn't have it going. He is. He's letting his other teammates flourish. That's the biggest difference between last year and this year. Last year, it was like it's Kyrie's turn to score. It's Gordon Hayward's turn to score. It's Jason Tatum's turn to score. It's Jalen Brown's turn to score. They never were in sync. This year's Celtics team is in sync with one another. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are going to bring it night in and night out. And there are going to be some nights where Gordon Hayward is on fire. There's going to be other nights where Daniel Tice, of all people, are going to have big games. They are allowing other players to have big games. It's not Jason Tatum's going to have a big game or we're going to lose the basketball game. It's if Jason Tatum's not having a big game, someone else is going to step up and the Celtics are going to have a really good chance of winning that basketball game. Or, like what's been happening recently, if one guy has it in one half, Jalen Brown will be great in the first half and then Jason Tatum will take it home the second half and the Celtics will have some really good wins against some really good teams like the Clippers. They will be really competitive against the Lakers. They are competing against these teams because they themselves feel like a team with a star player. It's Jason Tatum and the Celtics. They are both on the rise at the same time. It's not one or the other, like it can be in some cases in the NBA. I want to say, I don't know if the Celtics were ever willing to trade Jason Tatum, but it also feels so great that I've seen the development of Jason Tatum. It feels better than just trading him away and getting an established star player. I think the magic of basketball is seeing this young 21-year-old become a superstar player out of nowhere. Like, we didn't expect him to be this good at this point in his career. I think that's the honest truth. Like, yes, it would be great if they had traded him away for Anthony Davis and Anthony Davis had become the face of the Boston Celtics. But it doesn't feel the same way. It doesn't feel the same way as Paul Pierce being a Celtic for life. It doesn't feel the same way as Larry Bird shining with the Boston Celtics when they developed him. Developing Jason Tatum is what's making this special. The development of Jalen Brown 
down is what's making this special. They have developed this team. Yes, they've acquired Kemba Walker, and that's great, but the development of Jason Tatum has been, thus far, the best thing of this season, and it wouldn't have been the same if they had just traded him away and gotten another star player. So I give kudos for the Celtics for keeping Jason Tatum. If they wanted to or not, the fact that he is here, he is shining, it is his team, and he is taking control is the best thing happening with the Boston Celtics this year. And moving forward, he will be the biggest reason why they are going to be a team to beat in the Eastern Conference for years to come. Whether he's a superstar, all-star, top five player, there is no more question that at the very least, Jason Tatum is the best player on the Boston Celtics moving forward. Go back two years ago where Jason Tatum was allowed to be playoff Tatum and be the main scorer on a team. If Jason Tatum can go back to being that in the playoffs, the Celtics have a very good chance to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. And then anything can happen against the Bucs. Although I would favor the Bucs, I think the Celtics would have a fighting chance because they would have a star player of their own, Jason Tatum, to go up against the great Giannis Antetokounmpo. Jason Tatum can definitely hold his own if he plays the way he's been playing thus far this season. He's been a franchise player for the Celtics. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Ed Dead Podcast. I'm your host, Cam McKinney. There'll be a new episode of the podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. So please rate, review, and subscribe.